This is Jess Explores. I'm Jess and I work in Mare, the SFI Research Center for Energy, Climate and Marine. Join me today on a new episode of Jess Explores. In the summer of 2015, I had just completed my bachelor's degree and I felt like I needed a bit of a treat. I needed a bit of a break. I needed to get away from it all. And I had decided to go on a volunteer trip to the Azores in Portugal. And my role was to assist marine biologists in the documenting of whales, especially the, um, the sperm whales that are typical for that time of the year to be in the area. We would document them. We would match them against animals that would have been there before. We would check how um, healthy they were, how many of them were there. We would do some tourist group and explain things to them. There was a lot of snorkeling, uh, diving for the ones that learned or knew how to dive. That didn't include me at that stage. Uh, a lot of experiences that are just amazing. I I think very fondly of my time in Fayal, which this is one of the islands uh, in the Azores. Now, the Azores get the name Azores from the color of the ocean. I have never seen water this blue. You cannot, like, especially if you get a little bit further away from the islands, that blue is so deep blue and so gorgeous and just an amazing color beyond beyond words, really. Like, that's something to be seen, even if you're not a water person. It is a color and it is just a feeling and it's just fantastic to see that color. Uh, that said, when you're in the water and all of a sudden you see a dolphin or or a sperm whale or a bride's whale or false killer whales or spinner dolphins or risodolphins or I cannot even remember all the different species and types of dolphins that we've seen and types of whales that we've seen because they were up in the 10s and 15s. I'd say other than the blue whale, we've seen nearly all of the whales there because the blue whales would have been much earlier in the year. And I had just gotten the first bride's whale that had come in. Uh, Bride's whales would have been later in the year. So we got to see the sperm whales and the bride's whales. And then from all the dolphins, we even had some really deep divers that you so rarely get to see because they come up so rarely. And if they come up, they're typically just one or two. You need to be at the right time at the right space. Um, those kind of, of dolphins we also got to see. And it's it's just a, a, an experience. It's something different. I, I just hold it so dearly. This is... I'd say this is the second time that I actually had fallen in love with the ocean, with the magnificence that is that is our blue planet. And just to see all of these different species all in one place at different times with different weather conditions, it is just I, I hold these experiences very dear to my to my heart. And I just you know, I, I love doing this podcast because it gives me an opportunity to actually share some of these experiences with you. One of my most favorite experiences was actually on one of the days where we had a day off 
and the skipper had decided to take the volunteers for a trip around the islands uh, and he sh he showed us some really cool things some really cool places and on the way back so Fayal Island is opposite of Pico Island uh, not too far apart there's a channel between the two of them and if you go into the channel you will get to to the port of Fayal and so we were all tired from this really exciting day out. We were in the water, in and out. So we, of, co of course, were a little bit chilly because of the wind and then still like also sunburned and lots of salt everywhere. But we were, you know, we're excited to go back on land. But as we're heading towards the port in the channel, all of a sudden we see this huge black body just breach out of the water. Now, at that point, I have never seen an animal breach out of water. And certainly from that distance, it just looked like a glob of color. Like I knew something had breached and I could see the splashes. So I could see that it was a massive animal, but I couldn't tell you exactly what it was. Now, my initial instinct would have been go towards that direction, stay on the safe side, and, you know, investigate. But our skipper did the opposite. He turned the zodiac around, and he went the other direction, and he actually sped up. And so I was looking at him, and I could see from the way he was moving and the way he was um communicating over over the walkie-talkie which was not in English so I couldn't really follow that conversation but I could see that he was really excited and I could see that he was getting really into it now I had no idea what was going on I looked to my right I just remember this feeling of like oh my god I don't know what's going on the water started somewhat bubbling I kind of looked like there was all that movement but you couldn't really tell why and then a split second later, we were surrounded by false killer whales. False killer whales are large animals. They're about six meters long. They're really sturdy, muscular animals. So if you've seen a bottlenose dolphin, it's even larger than a bottlenose dolphin. They're very long bodies. They're very dark gray, nearly black in color. They have very small back fins compared to their bodies. And they have white teeth that just look like they're smiling the entire time, which obviously they're not, but it looks like that. Um, very big eyes actually, or I'd say big eyes in comparison because sometimes if you're lucky and you get to see uh, let's say a humpback's eye in comparison to their body, it looks like a very small eye, uh, comparing it again to the whole of the body. But for a dolphin that size, again, six meters, the eyes kind of looked somewhat proportional to the body. So it was kind of cool. Uh, I say that because I was leaning over the side of the Zodiac. I had my GoPro in the hand and I was looking down and I had about four or five false killer whales on my right hand side and each and every one of them was looking at me. 
I could have touched them, which I would have never in a million years would I do that, but I could have touched them if I wanted to. There was tens and tens of, of false killer whales surrounding the boat. Everywhere you looked, there was a huge super pod. They were just traveling through the channel together, and it seemed like we couldn't keep up with them. Our boat, even at full speed, just could not keep up with their speed. And you could see sometimes they would go ahead of the boat and then fall back again, and then they would go up again. And that's what they did. They would, they traveled. Now, sometimes you see these huge super pods and you kind of wonder, why are there thousands and thousands of dolphins traveling together? And the reason is quite simple, actually. It's kind of like when you get on an airplane with all of these strangers that you don't know, you're all going to the same direction, and it's just much more efficient for everybody to get onto the same flight rather than you taking your own flight and the next person taking their flight and so on and so forth, so on. So you kind of use less resources because you're kind of breaking the water altogether, so you don't have to be breaking that by yourself. Um, most of these travel and it's not a stampede but often in media it's called a stampede um they do is very close to the surface because this way you don't the dolphins don't have to breathe as um or they can breathe much quicker and that makes it easier to then also go travel faster now Typically, dolphins do travel in groups. Depending on the species, that group could be two, three, four, five. It could also be tens of dolphins. But also remember, if you have 10, 15 dolphins, that means that the group as a whole would have to feed 10 or 15 dolphins. And it can be quite exhausting, actually. So that's why a small group makes much more sense because if you have four or five dolphins, it's much easier for them to gather food um, unless you have a huge food source, then obviously if you have a lot of dolphins, that's totally okay. But a super pod doesn't feed together. The, the only purpose for all of them coming together is really just to travel from point A to point B. Now, for us, I'm not sure how far these false killer whales actually travel together because we really were just able to follow them through the channel and the channel wasn't really that long. But I'd say, I think for at least 30 minutes, they all traveled together because that's how long we were with them before we really had to turn back. So false killer whales are just still one of my most favorite animals. Uh, they're just gorgeous animals and they're just so, so, so beautiful. I have so many pictures of their eyes. I have so many pictures of the bodies, the body scars. I have so many pictures of me nearly falling over the side of the boat. And I remember I just wanted to be so close to them and we were on the Zodiac and I didn't wear any shoes on the Zodiac because we just had gone in and out of the water. So what I did is I used my foot to hook into one of the chairs to inch myself a little bit even further over the water or over the edge of the Zodiac so I could be closer to the water. And I was holding myself in place, trying to make sure that I wouldn't go overboard. And I had my GoPro and 
I nearly lost my GoPro about a thousand times in that trip because it just kind of flew off here and there even with me trying to attach it and oh goodness it was just such an amazing trip and it was just so cool to really experience this traveling behavior and to see the dynamics of the animals and see them all come together, having some groups and especially when there were smaller dolphins, they would kind of stay a bit more away, away from the boat. They were a bit more weary. But then just as any young juvenile animal and person, like you would then try to investigate why your parents are watching from the sidelines, you would have that too. There would be some dolphins that would come up behind us and in front of us and to the right and to the left and you know um it was something else my parting words for today are that you never know when you get to experience something and sometimes you don't even know until it's really happening to you and you're just in amazement and and bewilderment and just such an amazing opportunity to get to see that and that's what it's really about appreciating this moments and really enjoying the beauty of these very incredible, incredible experiences. If you want to engage with me on social media, follow me on Twitter at Jess underscore explores or follow me on Instagram at Jess underscore explores underscore podcast.